Thank you so much for checking out the Christian Church of Clarendon Hills podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon. We invite you to stop by www.ccch.org to find out more about our church and to make plans to visit us on a Sunday morning. Jesus, he is hope fulfilled. You know, a couple thousand years ago when those wise men, those magi, when they saw that bright star to the west, that was no ordinary star. You see, these, these magi, they were trained astronomers. They were students of the stars. They geeked out over prophecies of old. They were extremely into the religious customs and beliefs of the day and one of these prophetic words that they loved to study, that they knew by heart, was found in the Hebrew holy book. It's what we know today as the Old Testament parts of our Bible. And as Magi, who lived in the east, in Persia, in the Babylon area, they'd have been very familiar with this prophecy of old from a prophet named Balaam. Now Balaam, he got his claim to fame because a thousand years before that, God used a donkey to tell Balaam what to say. No, not that donkey, but it really was a talking donkey. It was a crazy story, but within God talking to Balaam, Balaam finally gets the right word and he declares this prophetic word found in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, which says this. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. So before the Magi saw this star, Balaam said that there would be a star pointing to a special person. And this special person would hold a scepter. He's referring to a king. And this king would come out of the family lineage of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the founding fathers of the nation of Israel. That person, that king, is Jesus. And that's why in the video that we just watched, the Magi, when they saw that bright star, they go directly to the king who was over Israel at that point within the Roman Empire. His name was King Herod. And they go directly to him after months and months of travel. And they tell him this as recorded in Matthew's gospel account of Jesus' life. Matthew chapter 2 verse 2 says this. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose. And we have come to worship him. You see this supernatural light was so bright. It was so contrary to anything they had ever seen in the sky. That they knew without a shadow of a doubt that that prophecy was being fulfilled, that that was the king who it was referencing. Like, when they go to King Herod, they don't come up to him and say, okay, here's like six, nine months ago, maybe a year. Okay, do you, this is going to sound strange, but do you remember there's this bright light kind of right over here in Israel? Okay, maybe, have you heard this prophecy about this guy? I know you probably don't read this stuff, but we love this stuff. It's so great to read this, this prophecy. It's so much fun. Can, can I just read it to you? And they were fully confident that they were right to the king. 
and said, hey, hey, where's the newborn king? Because we've come here to worship him. You know, stars have always been known as bringing hope to people. In fact, the northern star has always been a symbol of hope. If you read anything about U.S. history, you may know that as slaves escaped slavery from the south and traveled to the north, they looked to the northern star to direct them forward as they traveled on those long, cold, lonely nights in the Underground Railroad. And so they continued to look to that star, the northern star, as a symbol of hope, as a symbol that one day they could be free. For many of us here in the Chicago suburbs, this will be the only star that we see for the next seven days. <laughs> now, many of you may be traveling to different places where you can look up in the sky and you actually can see stars. But at some point in our lives, everyone has been able to look up in the sky. We've been able to see the stars. And stars just have this thing about them that generates this optimistic what-if about life. The possibilities are endless. There's so much more out there to be known and explored. And stars have always symboled hope. In fact, if you received a gift coming in here tonight, now is the time to open that gift. So if you have it, go ahead, open it up. I kind of pre... I just go right through the middle part of it. I don't try to do the bow. So I had to kind of re-gift... Or re, or, um, pre unwrap it because I'm not good at unwrapping presents. But as you can see here, it's a star ornament. And we want you guys, especially for the kids, to go home tonight and you can place this star ornament on your tree. You can place this star ornament on top of your tree. If your parents let you, you can hang it from the ceiling fan in your room and watch it go around the entire night. If your parents let you, okay. But we want you to have this as a symbol, as a reminder of hope. But my hope tonight is that we leave here with a different perspective on what hope is. See, what these magi had was a different type of hope than maybe what we normally think of hope. The way I like to define hope is, is that it's a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. For the Magi, this hope was rooted in this prophecy of old. And for us today, our hope in God is rooted in the belief that what he has said and what he has revealed about himself through his word and through his son Jesus is 100% true. Remember, this star was their hope that led them to King Herod, led them on a month, months, months, maybe even year-long journey to get to Israel, to get to Bethlehem, and say, hey, King Herod, we're not here to see you. We're not here to bring you these gifts. We're not here to worship you. We've come to see the newborn king. Where is he? We've left so much behind. We've made such big arrangements to go on this big travel. We're tired. We're worn out. But we don't want to see you. We want to worship the newborn king. We did all of that. Because we were fully confident that there was something good on the horizon. You see, that, that's not the type of hope a lot of times we like to think of today. The, the type of hope that we like to think of today is like, 
Well, I, I hope next year it doesn't snow on Halloween and actually snows on Christmas. I, I, I don't know if we were the, you know, who's crazier? Or what's crazier? The parents who drag their kids out in the snow on Halloween to trick-or-treat or the craziness of the fact that it snowed on Halloween and it's going to be in the 50s all week here in Chicago. I, I don't know what's crazier. But that's the type of hope we like to think about before. Like, I hope that kids don't kill each other on the way to grandma and grandpa's in the next couple days. I hope that there can be peace within our family as we gather in the next couple days. I hope that my kids will like what I got them this year for Christmas. I hope that I get what I want for Christmas this year. That's the type of hope we like to think of, but I see hope in a different way when I read it from God's word. Let me try to explain it this way. Kids in the room, students in the room, just a question for you. I don't want you to answer it like non-verbally by raising your hand or shaking your head up or down. I want you to do that because I don't want you to get in trouble. But how many of you tonight could go home and you could go to your Christmas tree and you could point to a present on the tree and say, this is whatever. Like you know exactly what you're getting for Christmas this year. Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't tell me yes or no. I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want your parents to feel terrible and awful because they can't keep a secret from you anymore. I'm getting the sense it's about 50-50. Some of you still raised your hand, even though you're not supposed to. You're not going to get those Christmas presents now. Just kidding. Now, I, I don't really know how many of you really know what's underneath your Christmas tree. But I do know that there is one girl who knows exactly what she's getting for Christmas, my daughter Nora. About two months ago, my wife Maria and I were running some errands. Grandma was watching the kids at home. And, you know, as, as parents of young kids, it's like a date, a couple hours running errands, right? So we're, we're doing some shopping. And as we finish up our time, we stumble across this unicorn present. The daughter who is dressed up as a unicorn for trick-or-treating. She loves unicorns. And we think to ourselves, we got to get this present for her. She's going to love it. This is going to be the perfect gift for her for Christmas. We're high-fiving, we're patting ourselves on the back. I mean, Christmas shopping's like basically done for her because we got her the best gift she'd ever want. And later that day, Grandma leaves. We get the kids in the car. We're going to go to the library. And Nora gets in her car seat, and she looks in the back of the minivan, and she sees this little unicorn head popping its head out of a bag. Is that a unicorn for me? Is it? I love unicorns so much. Oh, that unicorn present must be for me. Oh, thank you so much. Is that uh, a Christmas present for me already? Oh, I can't believe it. I'm going to get a unicorn for Christmas. This is so great. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you, Daddy. And Marie and I just laugh and smile. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, we forgot to hide the best present we've ever given our daughter. You know, I, you know, she's four and a half years old, so it's, that's, that was two months ago. Maybe she would forget about it at some point. No, not at all. Time and time again over these last two months, she's reminded us that a couple mornings from now, she's going to unwrap that unicorn. That little glimpse of that little head has given her a confident expectation for something that's really good in her near future. She's 100% certain she's going to get that present. That's hope. 
the Magi, once they saw that star in the sky, they had full confidence that once they got to that place in Israel, and they got to that place where the star hovered, hovered over that manger in Bethlehem, they knew that they would see the king of Israel. But here's the thing about the Magi, is that they didn't understand the full extent of this king's rule. See, they remember, they were off in the east. They were Persia, Babylon, and the Grand Roman Empire. And so as they get to this small little area of Israel, King Herod, he was like a mayor over a tiny little village. And there's governors and senators and presidents and so many people above him. And so this little nation of Israel, this little town of Bethlehem, it's not that big of a deal. And so in their mind, this king, he's going to rule over Israel. But that's not what that king's about. In fact, if you go on in Matthew's gospel, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, he writes this about this future king. In his name, the nations will put their hope. In his name, the nations will put their hope. Jesus, as Savior and King, isn't just for a small group of people. It's for the nations. It's for the world. It's for everyone who's ever existed and everyone who will exist. This conquering king did not come to conquer physical kingdoms and physical nations in his rule. He came to conquer and rule and reign in our hearts. He wants to be the king he wants to be the leader of our lives. 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to a cross. He died a gruesome death to take the punishment for my sin and for your sin. But our glorious king didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose from the dead, overcoming the power of sin and shame and Satan once and for all establishing his forever reign as king over the nations. And it's in him that we can put our hope in tonight. Jesus wants to give you the gift of hope tonight. And, and there's two aspects to this hope. The first aspect is he wants to give you hope for whatever it is that you're going through. Hope during the most difficult times in your life. Hope when things aren't right at home. Hope when things aren't right in your marriage. Hope when things aren't right with your kids. Hope when things are hard at school. Hope when our country is divided. Hope no matter what is going on. He wants to give us hope in the here and now. And it's not a guarantee that things are going to get completely better. But it's a guarantee that this king is going to be there for you through thick and thin. Through the ups and downs in life. But if our hope in him is only for the here and now... It wouldn't really be hope. You know, Paul actually writes about this in a letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth. And he says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, If only for this life that we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. He says, If you follow Jesus, if you've trusted in him as your Savior and King, and your hope is just the hope to get you through the day in and day out of life, you should be pitied. Like what we are doing here tonight, how we worship the King of Kings, if it's only a hope for the here and now, this is useless. We shouldn't be doing this at all. But our hope is rooted in the future. Our hope is rooted that even though this world is messed up and 
our lives are broken and sin reigns all over this world, there will be a day, there will be a time where there will be no more sin, no more shame, no more brokenness, no more hurt, no more pain. When we pass from this world, if we put our trust and our faith and our hope in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the instant we, we die, we will be able to see him face to face and be in a forever relationship with him. That's the hope that we celebrate tonight. And because of that future hope someday, we know that we can have hope right now. Because of that future hope that we have someday, we can have hope for whatever it is that we're going through right now. Hope. It's a confident expectation of something good for the future. And specifically, a good and perfect and forever life with Jesus and those that have trusted in him as their savior. Friends, God doesn't want you to go through another Christmas season and miss the reason for it. The star is still bright. The light has been revealed to us through his word and through his life, and it's clear that there is hope for you tonight. In fact, by faith, you can put your trust in that hope, in the person of Jesus Christ. Paul makes it very clear in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. He says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he's king, he's the one holding the scepter, he's in charge of your life, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That promise was true 2,000 years ago, even though the Magi didn't understand the full extent of it. That promise is true for us tonight. And if you've never made that decision to trust in Jesus as your Savior, can I ask you the question, what's holding you back? What's holding you back from giving up your life to Jesus? Declaring to him, like, what you have for me is way better than what I'm trying to do for my life. We've all been there. We're all broken. We know we're not perfect. Yet there's a perfect Savior who was perfectly born 2,000 years ago in imperfect circumstances. But he lived a perfect life. He died a perfect death. He has a glorious resurrection. And because of that, our hope, our confidence is in him to save us. And so if you've never made that decision to trust in Jesus, the, Paul is very clear. If you can confess that with your mouth, in your heart, in your mind, that Jesus is Lord he's in charge and you can believe that he died and rose again with you and the bible says when you do that you pass from death to life you enter into a forever relationship with jesus that starts right now and lasts into eternity and for those of us that have made that decision tonight or have already made that decision and you're here tonight our response needs to be the response of the magi it's to worship to worship the King of Kings, to worship the Lord of Lords, to worship the only one that deserves it. And so right now we're going to have an opportunity again to declare how good and how amazing and how awesome our hope is. So before we do that, let's pray. Jesus, you are the only one deserving all praise, all honor, and all glory. And so we're going to give you that chance tonight, God, to, to hear us declare those praises once again. We don't deserve this, God, but you give us hope. 
And Lord, I pray for every person in here tonight, whatever it is that they're going through, God, that they could look to you for hope tonight, that they could experience hope tonight, that they could see that you are the perfect gift for them. We thank you, Jesus, for how much you love us and how much you care about us. And like the Magi, we worship you here tonight. And it's in your name that we pray these things, Jesus. Amen. We hope that you've enjoyed today's sermon. Please check us out at www.cccch.org and plan a visit for next Sunday. We would love to see you.